Hey y'all, welcome to In The Kitchen. I'm Sophia Carboni, and today I wanna to talk about a bunch of different things, run this a little bit more like a news show and cover some entertainment news and culture and all that jazz. Let's get right into it with some music news. We have breaking news from Colby Cooper. I feel like that's a good place to start considering breaking news is the title of his recent single that he released April 15th. It's absolutely phenomenal. It's true to Colby's sound, great beat, great lyrics, 10 out of 10. Give it a listen. If you're a Colby Cooper fan, last week was a really big week in music releases, especially country music releases. We had Morgan Wallen dropping his new single also on April 15th, Don't Think Jesus. Although th there's a little bit of debate on that, I do have to say on TikTok, because it technically has been out for about a year now on SoundCloud. Some people have had the link to it and have been listening to it for about a year. But nonetheless, it was a huge release. It jumped to number one the day it was released. It is currently still holding number one on iTunes' top 100 songs of all genre. It beat out Jack Harlow's recent release of First Class, which was heavily teased on TikTok these past few weeks, started a lot of trends on TikTok, and that was also finally released recently. Again, there were a lot of things released last week. Sticking with country music, we had... Also on April 15th, Zach Bryan releasing Late July, which is the third single off of his upcoming album, American Heartbreak, which is being released in late May. We had From Austin was the first single off that album, then uh, Highway Boys, and finally Late July. And not to be outdone, Something in the Orange is being dropped this Friday. <laughs> Zach's just rolling him out. To be fair, it is a 30-song album. So he does have a lot of a lot of music to play with here. And if you follow him on Twitter, or if you're a Zach Bryan fan, I highly recommend following him on Twitter and turning those notifications on. Because between his Twitter and his, his TikTok, he is constantly dropping teasers and covers and new music. Um, he dropped the first ever clip of something in the orange, which has gone absolutely viral on TikTok back in late December, uh, December 29th, I think he posted this clip. You I'm just a man to me or all I am Where the hell am I supposed to go? I poison myself again Something in the orange tells me you're never coming home Like, those lyrics are just phenomenal. So he started a trend of a lot of these younger singers um and young country fans that were covering his song here's a couple of them that went really viral of a few hundred thousand likes each to you i'm just a man to me or all i am where the hell am i supposed to go opposing myself again there's something in the orange tells me that you're never coming home I could listen to just that part of that song all day long. So I'm really excited for it to drop, if you can't tell. Um, I'm sure a lot of you are as well. That is Friday, April 22nd this week.
But going back to some songs that are already out there and available for you to listen to, the iTunes Top 100 is a great place to start. We have Don't Think Jesus, Morgan Wallen. Again, that's Holding Strong at number one. Number three, First Class with Jack Harlow. Uh, four is About Damn Time by Lizzo. Uh, number seven on that, Love Like That, Philip Phillips, another recent release. And She Had Me at Heads Carolina, Cole Swindell off of his new album, you know, I have to say, Cole Swindell, it's a phenomenal album. He's been getting a lot of good reaction to it as far as what I've seen on social media. So props to him for that. Other songs, notable songs that came out recently is Co Wetzel's April Showers, which that came out a couple weeks ago, April 8th. Uh, the first single off of his upcoming album, but we never know with Co. He could drop, as he says, he might drop the album tomorrow. He could drop it any day. He doesn't really like to give us much of heads up. He's a little, he's a little spontaneous in that, in that regard. But hey, if you like some of the music we've been talking about, i.e., Co. Wetzel, Zach Bryan, Colby Cooper, they will be performing alongside Pagos and the Rooftops and Connor Smith at the Auburn Rodeo this weekend, April twenty third. There's still some GA tickets available, so head over to theauburnrodeo.com and make sure you use code Old Row for a discount. I'm super excited to be going to that. I can't wait to see y'all there. Send me a message if you're going. We'll, we'll meet up. We'll have fun. We'll make some content. I'm going to be vlogging, attempting to vlog a lot of this on TikTok. And I might put some on Locals and do an exclusive um, behind the scenes of the Auburn Rodeo type of thing. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what's what lies in the future this weekend. Speaking of TikTok, we just started a TikTok account for... Bukalupo. It's at the Bukalupo, B-U-C-A-L-U-P-O. Check it out if you're using the app. I know conservatives like to stray from it, but um, it's definitely, we're trying to fight the whole idea that it's a liberal echo chamber and start to get some conservative voice in there. There's definitely so many young people on the app that it's not worth leaving it to be a liberal echo chamber. Hear me out. We should be trying to put conservative voices on the app because it's super popular amongst Gen Z. And I believe I'll put a correction here if I'm wrong. Uh, but September 2021, it was the most visited website more than Google. So it has this massive, massive audience, especially a younger audience. But instead of putting conservative ideals on it, we just run away from it. And I was talking to um, a couple of the prominent conservative creators who are on the app and they were talking about how, you know, it's not worth them posting anymore because every single one of their videos gets banned, which is valid because there is no conservative presence on the app. Like props to the, like, the four of them that walk straight into the lion's den, but the rest of you have just run away with your tail tucked between your legs after getting one after having one video banned or just not even downloading the app to begin with. I get the national security concerns. I understand it's a Chinese Communist Party owned app. Fine. But a lot of people aren't arguing that that I see on Twitter. A lot of people and that I've talked to on other apps and in person, they argue the moral high ground with it being owned by the CCP. Do you really have the moral high ground if you're leaving the entire app for young people to be indoctrinated by the left? All right, well, we're talking about TikTok. Taylor Lorenz versus Libs of TikTok. Let's get into it. Lips of TikTok, phenomenal Twitter account, over 500,000 followers taken down, put back up, over 750k now. Taylor Rents, scumbag journalist, known as it for a long time in DC, has a tendency to falsely dox people. She has a really terrible reputation. Not a lot of people like her. They never have. Lips of TikTok, anonymous account. What they do is they pull tic clips off of TikTok that tend to be of liberals, as the name would imply, 
and they post them on Twitter. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. That's just basic. Seems legit. That's what she does. Fine. If you're upset about it, do it for conservatives. Right? Fine. Well, Taylor Lorenz decided that she was going to go and not only publish the administrator of that account's name and address and place of work, but then she was going to go show up to her family members' homes that she was going to go and message her family members in a threatening manner. And what did the Washington Post do in response to this? Did they denounce Taylor showing up at people's homes? No. And I mean, if crossing the line of stalking and harassment isn't enough for you to just put politics aside and realize how scummy of a journalist Taylor Lorenz really is, then let's talk about how two weeks ago she was crying on television about how she was being harassed online and how people were sending her mean messages and how that th that behavior is really unacceptable and it disproportionately affects women. Grow up. If you're going to go cry on television about that, you can't do the same thing two weeks later. You can't show up to people's houses and post their addresses on in a Washington Post article. You have no moral high ground. You have no ground left to stand on at all. Post reporter that the Washington Post didn't denounce. If anything, they condoned and I'd argue encouraged it. What I find really, really rich is a tweet by Taylor Lorenz that Libs of TikTok actually posted after she, after Taylor went and doxed the admin of the account. And Taylor said on April 3rd, 2022, if your segment or story on online harassment leads to even worse online harassment for your subjects, you fucked up royally and should learn how to cover these things properly before ever talking about them again. Look at Taylor now on April, what did she, April 19th. Just over two weeks later, Taylor is then posting the addresses of private citizens online and showing up to their families' homes because she was upset that someone downloaded a TikTok and posted it on Twitter. <laughs> I shit you not. This is ridiculous. This is absolutely horrific journalism. It shouldn't even be considered journalism. How Taylor Lorenz has a job or any supporters or a following at this point is absolutely fucking ridiculous. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. I don't care if you like the libs of TikTok account. I don't care if you're a full-blown communist. Taylor Lorenz's behavior is abhorrent. It's disgusting, it's inappropriate, it's stalking and harassment. If someone has an anonymous account, they want to be obviously anonymous. And again, libs of TikTok was not inciting harassment. They were downloading videos off of TikTok and posting them on Twitter. That's it. That's the account. To dox them to release their name, place of work, and address in an official Washington Post article and show up to their family's homes. And to have the Washington Post condone that behavior is absolutely disgusting. The Washington Post should be ashamed. Taylor Lorenz should be ashamed. And again, I don't care if you are a full-fledged liberal communist. There is absolutely no reason for Taylor Lorenz to be supported in this instance. I really wanted to do more of an apolitical episode, but um, I do consider that to be... It's culture. It's mainstream. It's what's happening now. And more people need to know about it. And we need to hold our journalists accountable on both sides of the aisle when they do things incorrectly, when they cross a line, when they are actually stalking people. And we're going to continue to do it. Well, thank you all so much for joining us. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. 
Make sure you subscribe, like it, share it, send it to your friends. Make sure you message me if you're going to the Auburn Rodeo. Let's get together. Let's make some content. It's going to be a great time. And make sure you go and check out the Boogalupo on TikTok. Check out our website, boogalupo.com, B-U-C-A-L-U-P-O, and boogalupo.locals.com, where you can subscribe for exclusive content. I'll be posting a ton of stuff from the Auburn Rodeo there. I'm going to do some articles on it. I do have to say we're going to put a ton of exclusive content on Locals from the Auburn Rodeo that I think y'all are going to really enjoy. So. Make sure you go subscribe. It's five bucks a month. Definitely worth it. See y'all next week.